And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Fields put the biscuit in the basket. Touchdown, Chicago. Yes, he does. Deep in the pocket. Touchdown. Touchdown, Chicago. Listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast, unrivaled, unmatched, and unequaled. Hogan Johns covering the Bears from CHGO. It's Adam Ho, and from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The Adams converge. The consummate pros. The incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in, Hogue and Fishbane. Adam Hogue's on a beach. Kevin Fishbane, how you doing, man? Not on a beach. No. Not on a beach. Has Hogue posted a shirtless picture yet? Uh, he has posted some family pics. I'm waiting for the Hogan John's merch pick that he's yeah. known to do when he's on vacation and wants to troll us a bit. But we haven't seen that yet, at, yet on Instagram. Maybe we'll see the Hogan John's hat on a shirtless Hogue photo. Again, he already did that, though. He's yeah. done that before. He's got to be more original than that. Maybe the shirt. I'd hope so. Maybe a hoodie at night by the fire. That'd be a good one. They're good. That's good. Yeah, I, I wore my I wore my Hogan John's winter hat uh, to the grocery store the other day. Yeah. How many people came yeah. up to talk to you then? A bunch, I bet. Uh, none. Ah. Okay. How many came up to talk to you about the cats? Um, I was. I thought this was a Northwestern podcast. Today. Yeah. How surprised are you that I even asked about the cats? I'm surprised you knew the Cats exist. The Cats have beaten two top 15 teams. What was in the NFL? 15 or 14? Yeah, f- uh, 14, I believe. But they beat number one? Yeah. It's pretty cool. This is your five minutes I've, getting uh, in right now, Kev. Yeah, I've never been more wrong about a Northwestern team than I was about this basketball team. Did you say five minutes? Yes. We want to keep these listeners for the for the <laughs> upcoming roundtable. Yeah, yes. uh, we no, do have a special a episode, yes. Yeah, it's been a lot of Go fun. Ahead. I was at the Purdue game. I was at the Indiana game. I was very wrong about this team before the season, as was everybody who's followed this Northwestern team. Um, I just I'll read a line. I was just reading John Greenberg's uh, story. He talked about how Chase Audige, who's Northwest one of Northwestern's best players, uh, got a stain ovation when he walked into his class on Monday. And John wrote, according to my records, the last time a Northwestern basketball player got applause entering a room was anytime Tim Doyle walked into the Mark II lounge. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Tim Doyle, legend at Northwestern and Mark II lounge, a legendary bar on uh, Howard Street, Howard and Western that uh, Northwestern students would frequent on Thursday nights. Did John actually have the name of the class? Uh, it was a... Yes, he did. His it was a it was a capstone graduate class, graduate school capstone class. Okay, all right. So there you go. Well, there so, yeah, it is. Uh, it's been fun. Go cats! All right. Um. Yeah. I think that was brackets. Or at least start thinking about those a little bit, right? I think. Yeah. I think they're in. Yeah. Okay. I okay. won't be sweating when we're at the combine and they've got a game against Penn State. 
I think uh, they're. I think they're in. Which night it will, will that be? Uh, Wednesday night we'll be out to dinner. Oh, I've already got reservations for us. Yeah, you do. Set. Yeah, you do. Okay, what well, we could. You'll be watching on your phone. And I'll be watching on my phone, for sure. Yeah. All right. This is Bears Podcast. Anyway, uh, you know the deal. You could read Kevin Fishbane and I on theathletic.com. You know our Twitter handles by now. Adam Hogue is on vacation, but his stuff is at allchgo.com. And we have a special episode again this week. Uh, we got a Bears Media Roundtable. It's going to get going here in about five minutes because it's truly the offseason. Kev, I, I made this mistake Long ago, I'm going to tell a John Fox story. We were in the airport on the way to Mobile, and John Fox is at the bar. He's, <laughs> he's at the bar with a couple colleagues, colleagues, you know, coaches on the, the Bears staff. And I go up to him. I go, hey, John, you know, how's the offseason going? So the Senior Bowl is not really the offseason for coaches. It's only the offseason when you're eliminated <laughs> from the postseason. And in this case, John Fox never made the postseason with the Bears. And he quickly corrected me. He goes, oh, it's not the offseason. I can't do the John Fox. But quickly corrected me and said it wasn't the offseason because the season was still going. But now, Kev, we are truly here. What do you think? You got the Bears with the most cap space in the league. The Bears have the number one pick. We're going to talk about this with Herb Howard from the Big Media, Sean Hammond from Shaw Media, and Zach Pearson from TheBearReport.com. But your thoughts before we bring everybody in. Uh, you know, Johns, when the team you cover is bad, the offseason becomes the season, right? And, and with this team, I think, thankfully for just because of Justin Fields, there wasn't this let's get to February, March. I think fans were, were excited about this, but they wanted to watch fields every week, which was a unique element to the season. But, you know, Ryan Poles, in a sense, he's the bell of the ball, right? I mean, I, I, you and I have both written about kind of their salary cap situation and their draft situation. I would say, except for Brett Veach, is there a GM right now that uh, isn't kind of, eh, there's probably a few other GMs, you know, I throw Howie Roseman in there and John Lynch um, but there's probably a lot of GNs very envious of of Ryan Poles, his resources, draft and cap wise. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a very uh, very interesting uh, next uh, two months here. Well, he's on the different side of the spectrum of, of GM, isn't he? You have those guys winning GMs, guys who have yeah. proven themselves, and you have Ryan Poles, who is trying to, for the first time in in my decade plus of covering this team. A true rebuild from the top down. True. Can we can we call it that? Uh, yeah. I mean, think, I think Ryan Pace. The problem with Ryan Pace was he did he had Jay Cutler for two years, so that I, I, you know he did it to a sense. I mean, you go look at the difference between the 2014 and 2015 rosters, and that that does look like a rebuild. Except you still had Jay Cutler, you still had Alshon Jeffrey, you still had Matt Forte. Um, he, he just, it did it. He couldn't really like, there was still some time before you got to what they built, which was the 2018 team. But Ryan Poles wants to avoid that, right? He's talked about this over and over again. He does not want that blip. He does not want that 2001 and then 2002. He doesn't want that 2018 
and then 2019. He wants to build something. You know, I, look, I mean, it's unfair to use Kansas City as the example because you can't just build a dynasty. Um, but that's what he's the team he's most familiar with, and that's the team everyone's trying to be. You want a team that's going to be a contender every year. Well, you could try to build a dynasty. Yeah. And Ryan Poles has seen a lot of mistakes, seen a lot of hits and misses in, in the draft, hits and misses in free agency, and has learned from a lot of different voices, a lot of different football minds in Kansas City, a lot of different ways to go about it. And now you have this dynasty that he just left a couple of years ago. He's got a Super Bowl ring from him, does he not? He does. Hey, uh, before we let our friends in, what do you think of Matt Nagy's dance moves? Oh, I was going to save that one for everybody. <laughs> ah, okay, bring them all. Bring them all, all right, in. Bring Let's, them all in. That could be the op- that could be the opening question. All right, we have Sean Hammond from Sean Media, Herb Howard from the Bigs Media, Zach Pearson from thebearreport.com. Um, first question, fellas, did you guys see Matt Nagy dancing? What did you think? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw a clip. I saw a couple of clips. It was uh, interesting. You know what? Good for him. Good for Matt Nagy, man. He's living life. He's a Super Bowl champ. It's whatever, I guess. Yeah, he's he's earned his right to dance however he wants, I suppose. Hey, it's good to see the man happy. It's good to see him doing this big, right? I liked when he I, put I, the I, hands I, in the coat pocket. Like, that's when you <laughs> – like, that was – because he felt like that's he was doing something really move, cool. That's an old man dance move, though. That's an old man dance move. Man, he's not that old, too. I mean, he's it, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think he knew any of the songs that were playing? Or do you think he was just kind of just vibing along to like whatever was going on? Yeah, he probably knows some of the songs. He spent, he spent enough time around That's all the young dudes. He, you, just, you just start to learn stuff. You hear it so much, you just start to learn at least the tune or the, yeah. the hook or something. So he probably knows some of it. My favorite clip was him actually. Like it looked like he was counting down as Patrick Mahomes was chugging the beer on the top of the bus. <laughs> you know, but yes, good for him. He missed the first one, obviously, because he was the Bears head coach. And I think that always kind of stuck with them. And then Cody Parkey, as we've said multiple times on this podcast, broke the man. Things changed after that. But hey, thank you everybody for joining. Let's have fun. Let's keep this organic and, and, and you know, just free willing here. Um so Let's talk about the Bears here. Um, let's start with Justin Fields. I think this, the trade conversations about him are getting a bit out of control. <laughs> uh, it, it's a bit ludicrous. I think some of the, well, the conversations nationally about trading him are a lot different about, they're just different than what's going on here locally. What do you guys think of, of it? just in general, like trading Justin Fields and the conversation of it right now? Well, I think the conversation is good. I think the conversation is is right where it should be. If I'm, you know, Ryan Poles, I want the conversation around the Bears' potential to trade them or take a, or take a quarterback at number one or whatever it's going to be. So I like the conversation that continues to drive up the price for the number one pick. So I like that part of it. As far as Justin himself, I'm, I'm sold that he's their quarterback of the future. I've seen – enough things in terms of does he have the tools to be the guy you want him to be certainly he's got a lot more development to do he's got to become a lot more consistent in a lot of areas but i've seen everything i would want from a franchise quarterback can he do this can he do that can he do this he's checked all those boxes at some point or another and i'm excited to see what he can do with a a a real nfl offense around him in terms of elite level talent and so um, i'm sold on him as a player but i like the trade talk yeah as far as as far as um you know are they going to deal Justin Fields? That's sort of a, a 
I'll believe it when I see it. I'm in, I'm in that sort of camp with that. I mean, uh, yeah, Herb, that's, that's a good point. I mean, it, it does drive up the conversation and certainly you want to keep people guessing. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh going to believe any of that talk until, uh, until I actually see it. Cause I, I I'm with you. I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, Justin showed enough to, to put himself in a position where, where if you give him some more weapons, some more talent, I feel like the bears are going to feel really good about, about what they have with him moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything they said. It, it's like, it's weird because like, when was the last time you'd flip on ESPN and like the bears were the hot topic on any, any show like this morning I was watching, they goes get up and they were the hot topic. They're talking about Justin Fields and the trade and all that. Um, so it's more national, obviously, like, like you guys mentioned, um, you know, I would echo what Herb said. It's good. Like it's good to have those conversations because it can drive up the price and it's only February 16th. Like this is going to continue for the next, you know, four to five weeks. And it's going to explode because you're going to see Ryan Poles at Alabama's pro day. You're going to see him at Ohio state's pro day. He's doing his job. He has to do the evaluations on all quarterbacks. And I feel like when he does that, it might, you know, people might take it the wrong way and say, Oh, well they are looking at quarterbacks and they are going to trade Justin Fields. I don't think they're going to trade Justin Fields. I think he's done enough um, and should be their guy long-term. Do you think at some point though, they have to have a conversation with Fields saying, Hey, don't worry about yeah. this. You know, maybe play along a little bit. See yeah, what we're I trying to should, do. She should have had that conversation before before he talked to us at the end of the season. Before the end of season conversation that we had with him, he should have already told you, like, Justin, I think you're our guy. I'm about to go out here and hype up C.J. Stroud. I'm going to hype up Bryce Young. I love those kids. I'll be going to steakhouses, taking selfies with both of them dudes. Like, I love these dudes. Like, I'll, I'll be doing all that stuff because, again, you want to drive up that price as much as you can. But certainly you need to have a conversation with Justin just so that you don't run the risk of any miscommunication. Then he's asked a question he's not prepared for. He says the wrong thing. Now you got to respond. It just creates this, this potential for things to get a little bit murky, and then things could get out of control. So I think you certainly want to be on the same page with him. But – it's good. Like let, let everybody think you love those kids. Let me throw a curveball out here. All right. Everyone's agreeing too much on this round table. Uh, all right. Every GM wants to draft his own quarterback, right? Like yep. that's like the GM's dream. Ryan Poles will probably never get this good of a chance to draft a quarterback, right? Hopefully. And right. Yeah, and Ryan Poles is he said all the right things about Justin Fields, but this has not been like a full-throated commitment publicly from Ryan Poles to Justin Fields. So I've always kind of kept those in the back of my mind when I, because I'm with you guys. Like, I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they should trade him because as good as Bryce Young might be, nobody knows how good Bryce Young is going to be. Like, I, I'm worried about what's behind door number two. You know what you have in Justin Fields. Yeah. You know what he can be. If, if like let's say hypothetically this is his ceiling you know what that is and you know how to win with that so I'm, I'm with you guys there but i do feel that like there is this you know uh, I, I i just wonder if there's this curiosity around the league where people are just kind of you know because there is a different opinion about justin fields outside of chicago uh, and, and I, I, and this call, as you guys said, this all could be a good thing, but I just always keep that in the back of my mind. Like, like what if Ryan Poles loves Bryce Young? Like what if Ryan Poles is sitting there being like, if I could build a quarterback, 
that's what I would. He, he wouldn't add a couple more inches there. <laughs> you probably, you would think, you would think. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm being hypothetical here, more pounds for the conversation, but it's just I, like, but if you think about it in those terms, you can understand why you see these reports. And you can understand why GMs are kind of like, oh, what are they going to do? Which, again, it's all a good thing. But I just kind of like, again, I always kind of throw that that uh, question in my head to uh, to just, you know, keep the mystique going, I guess. I don't even know if that was being devil's advocate. I was just kind of throwing, throwing that scenario out there for everybody. I've thought about it, too. And I've thought about it in a way where what do you get for Justin Fields? Like, if you were to trade him, do you trade him to Indianapolis? Do you get number four? And you get maybe like, what, I think they have... 35th overall or something or somewhere in that range. Do you get two first round picks? Like how intriguing is that package um, for Justin Fields? I've thought about that. Um, again, I don't think they're going to trade them, but man, I mean, if a team comes to you and says, Hey, we'll give you two first round picks and you get to keep, um, you know, Bryce young. I mean, that's, you had to at least have to think about that, right? Like you at least have to put the time in to think about that. Yeah. I think Justin would tell you that, you know, he certainly hasn't, proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is an elite level quarterback in this league. I think he knows that too. And so, yeah, if you get, you got to listen to all the deals. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the point of, of, of the, you know, fake or real infatuation with these young guys. You want to, you want the deals to keep coming in. You got to listen to all of them. And if something comes through and it blows your mind, you got to at least think about it for sure. Um, I just look at it and say, if, if Justin's coming out right now, do I, do I think he's a better prospect? than the kids that are coming. And I think he is. It'd be yeah. different if this was an Andrew Luck year or even like a Cam Newton year. Like here's, here's a guy we know that whatever he's got all the measurables and everything else. These guys, while they certainly have some very, very intriguing skills and they've had phenomenal careers so far to this point in college, um, there's some still questions about them. And so if these were, if, if this was Andrew Luck, I'd be, I'd probably be ready to pull the trigger on Justin too. But th- that's not what's happening this year, and so I, I would I would just kind of continue to raise that price, but but stay with my guy. Yeah, and it's it's I mean it's starting the clock over at the quarterback position too. You got a, a guy like Justin Fields with two years of experience, and uh, sure that that first year was kind of a wash with the naggy weirdness and and everything that was going on. But still, he played in what ten or eleven games, and and obviously he started all of last year. Um, yeah, Herb, uh, you don't know, uh, you know, there is no slam dunk necessarily. Um, there is no Andrew Luck uh, in this draft. And, and so there's going to be question marks with every guy. And, and um, you know, are they willing to start that that clock over or, or do you want to, uh, you know, play out Justin Fields rookie contract here uh, for another couple of years and, and uh, see what you can build with this guy who who showed some some promising things last season and and, uh, you know, maybe with a little more help could could keep uh, improving uh, his game and, and certainly as a passer. So what do you guys do with the first pick? Do you trade it? Do you actively <clears throat> pursue trade partners? Do you wait for GMs to come to you? Or do you sit there and look at Will Anderson or Jalen Carter and say, I need this guy so badly for my defense because my pass rush sucked that bad last year. I'm taking him. What do you do? Let's start with you, Zach. Um, personally, I listen to every offer. I trade it. I take the best offer on the table because I look at this bears roster and they have holes everywhere. He needs to acquire as much draft capital for this year, and next year as possible. In my opinion, um, where it gets dicey is like, are you trading back to like the teens? Like, are you going back that far? Cause that's, I mean, 
then you're talking, okay, you're probably going wide receiver, offensive tackle, like uh, the edge rushers in this class, you know, the defensive linemen are pretty stacked up front um, in the top 10. I think you trade it. I think you try to get into the top 10 still um, maybe land, you know, someone like Tyree Wilson out of Texas tech. Um, that's not a bad fallback option um, and acquire more draft capital. Um, but if you do stay at one, I, I'd go Will Anderson. That'd be my guy. Herb. Yeah, I, I would definitely trade it. I would not actively shop it. I wouldn't call people. I think you call them. I think that kind of lowers the price a little bit. So I would just wait to see who's going to call me. All the while, I would continue to, you know, be in love with the number one pick, whether it's the quarterbacks, whether it's Will Anderson, whomever. I am in love with the number one pick. I'm perfectly fine. You're going to have to move me off this spot. So I'm not calling anybody, but I would certainly listen to all the calls. Ultimately, what I would do is trade the pick, right? I would, like Zach said, I would trade it to the highest bidder. I would not go any further than I'm comfortable um, or or, or not going to assure myself I'm going to get a kid that I absolutely love. So if that's you know, if you talk about, you know, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson and maybe you think two quarterbacks are going to go, then, OK, maybe I can go down to four or maybe five. If, if you know, talk about Levis or whoever. So uh, maybe I can get down to five or six, whatever it is. You figure out how far you can go down and still get a prospect that you absolutely love. And then that's the lowest you can go. I wouldn't go any lower than that, but I would certainly be looking to trade the pick. And I would go with Jalen Carter. That's just I, I like to build defenses inside out. That's just my preference. Um, I love Will Anderson. I tend to think that edge rushers should be your final piece if you're building a defense, right? They're, like if, if you if you make them your first piece, it's kind of a little bit easier to neutralize them with chips, with rollouts, you know, boot away from them, those types of things, double teams. But if you got that game-changing defensive tackle in the middle, just disrupting things right in the quarterback's face, I would I would go that route first. But I would definitely trade down, and I would look to get Jalen Carter. Based on based on everything that Jim Ursay has said, I'm I'm getting a direct line to Jim Ursay. I'm not even talking to Chris Ballard. I'm saying, here's my price. You want a quarterback? Uh, you've made that very clear over these last couple of weeks. So here's my price. And then you know what? Uh, you you put down the phone and you call up the Texans and you say, hey, I, I got Jim Ursay on the other line over there. Um, yeah, I do think they're going <laughs> to trade. Throwing out all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think they're going to trade the pick, um, or I think they should trade the pick. Uh, certainly, if you're keeping Justin Fields, um, you know you should look to trade that pick. And, and yeah, I mean, you, of course, you're going to going to field offers from whoever's out there and, and might be interested. Uh, but you know, I I think that ideal scenario is staying at two, staying at four, uh, because you still have a chance to get a Will Anderson. Uh, or, or one of those top defensive guys, if you're in that range, uh, you know, the further down you go, the, the bigger the question marks are going to be. And, and you know, I, I do think that that there's going to be teams like the Colts, like the Texans, who, who are going to want to get their quarterback in this draft. And, and that plays right into Ryan Pohl's hands. You guys remember this was a big thing on Twitter a couple of years ago where um, uh, social media departments would create like a, a fake text thread. Yeah, you know, like, and it'd be like Aaron Rodgers is texting, you know. All, <laughs> so I, I, I'm picturing you got Ryan Poles every single day has a thread with Nick Casario, <laughs> with Chris Ballard, and who's Carolina's GM? Um, oh, man. Fitterer, right? Yeah, Fitterer, Scott yeah. Fitterer. So he's texting all of them, you know. And like one morning, he's like, "Oh man." Wow, what a package that Ballard just offered us, huh? You guys, you know, like just constantly, and then you have a second thread, and that George McCaskey is got going to get involved oh, wow. here. Well, maybe Kevin Warren should actually handle this. Either way, I actually think George might be a good poker player. George has like a oh, yeah. 
Like when he no, talks to us, like I think George can handle this, handle this element of things. So George is talking to Jim Irsay. He's talking to um, uh, who's my uh, Texans owner? It's the uh, what? What's the family there? The McNair McNair's. family. McNair. Yeah. So he's talking mm-hmm. to the McNairs, and he's got Tepper. And you know, Tepper wants to. You know, he he wants a quarterback. He wants the guy in Carolina. He'll he'll do anything. So he's talking to those guys. So they're constantly. They're both of them every day. Are wheel and deal until they can somebody's going to offer some some great pick. I, I will say right now, I'm Team Will Anderson. I just feel like he's got a higher floor and might be a tad safer than Jalen Carter. And it's just like you can't miss with this pick. Like it has to be. But yeah. I think the problem there is oh Jalen Carter's probably got the higher ceiling because I mean yeah. I think we've all saw with Chris Jones. What you know, Fletcher Cox, or you go, you know, if you want to talk Aaron Donald, we've all seen what these guys do, and they wreck. It, it's the tw- you know, this is football now. Those guys wreck games. So, I think you, uh, yeah. You also got to consider like what answer, what questions can they answer in free agency, right? Or maybe what questions can they answer via a trade package with this pick, right? So maybe you get a DeForest Buckner that comes back or something like that. Uh, maybe you're able to sign one of these premier D tackles um, in free agency, and if you can do that, then that you're going to kind of dictate what you do in the draft or vice versa, whatever, whatever questions you're able to answer via free agency or via trade that will kind of give you your, your plan going into the draft. And if you look at the Eagles guys, don't you think that like they, they should be acquiring five defensive linemen. <laughs> like, yeah, they, like uh-huh. I just like, I love the way Philly just rotates those guys in and out. And like, you just didn't like, help them Sunday. That's true. No. Well, yeah. it, it was a turf herb. It was all the turf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like the idea that like yeah, go if you could get now maybe if you get you know Darren Payne, you're probably not drafting Jalen Carter, but you still draft a three tech in the third round maybe. Like I just think you you got to keep you got to build up both those lines. Round. Yeah, yeah. That's what's crazy about about uh, you know Robert Quinn going from you know he was the guy in Chicago mm-hmm. and and he goes over there and he's one of yeah like you're saying one of five six seven guys. Uh, to add to your like text scenario, Kev. If you're Ryan Poles, what you do is you have all the GMs there and you're talking. Then they wake up one morning and Jim Ursay has been added to the conversation. You know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> for the iPhones, like you just yeah. surprise them. Then all of a sudden, you know, you get the picture of Jim Ursay like on a horse or whatever, like on a pig or whatever, whatever he was on at Lincoln Park Zoo. I'm on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> then, then, then it changes. And then you add more teams. You br- suddenly John Schneider's in. He's, yeah. he's, you know, the Seattle's in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's bringing... Terry Fontenot. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow Aaron Rodgers gets in the conversation. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure how, yeah. but Rodgers going to get in. But, he, but comes, stir it up. he comes back from his retreat. Stir it up. <laughs> like if, if you're Ryan Poles, like we're all going to the combine, right? You just set yourself up like the reporters do, like at Starbucks, at JW, and just make yourself like available. Yeah. Right? Just sit there and just enjoying your coffee and just have them come up to you one by one, making small talk. You know, small talk leads to more serious conversations. And just just go with it. Just go with it. Because you know he's going to be the most like (laughs) popular man there in Indianapolis. From agents to GMs who who need quarterbacks to teams who are, are are willing to trade potential wide receivers, Ryan Pohl is going to be a very popular man. Um, Herb, you mentioned free agency, so let's start with you. What do you do with what is it, ninety eight million dollars in cap space or something like that? 
You lead mm-hmm. the league with mm-hmm. that much cap space. What's your plan A? What's your plan B? What's your plan C? I think you got to look at it in totality, right? So you look at the draft, you look at free agency, you look at what positions are strong in the draft. What, where can I answer what questions? Like Zach said earlier, they've got a ton of questions. So they got a lot of holes to fill. So just figure out where can I answer which questions. And once you figure that out, then you go into free agency with your plan and say, okay, we probably can't get this question answered in the draft or we can't get this answer, this question answered via trade. We've got to answer this question with our money. And then you go to it, right? It's wide receiver, it's O-line, it's D-line. It's what we we all know, right? It's where they think they can answer them matters. And and I don't think they should be worried about the money because I think they I think you got to come back with the number one wide receiver this year. Now I don't know if you can get that in the draft or not. So I think most likely that would be what I would be thinking in terms of of, of free agents or trade or whatever it may be. And so I've been hearing people talk about, you know, you can't afford to you know, pay Devontae Adams or you can't afford, like, just they can, like, they, they can and uh, they talk about their age and are they getting too old? I'm looking at, like, a three-year window before you got to pay Justin. And so that's what I'm looking at. And I think that Devontae Adams, um, D-Hop, they can certainly give you two, three more good years of really, really high-level football as a number one. And so go get one of those dudes. Like, if, if, if Devontae Adams is a legit option, go get him. Like, whatever, go go get him. And then put him number one, and now you still got two and three, and, and and you're good. Like now you got a legitimate wide receiving core. Start to answer your questions on the O line and the D line. Uh, but I, I I say they got to come away with the number one wide receiver. And if you don't think you can do that via the draft, which I'm not sure they can, um, I would be looking to do that in free agency or or trade. What's well, part of the reason why they traded for Chase Claypool? Right, it's not considered a good year mm-hmm. for receivers, and there's a lot of unknowns. And free agency, like to your Devontae Adams point, that's trade candidate. I, I would put him at the top yeah. of the list. T. Higgins would be my number one target. Do According to the, Bears Twitter, T. Higgins is already on the roster. No, he's already on the roster. I, I have <laughs> seen the already, picture. Already, it's, all, it's all set. Yeah. According to Bears Twitter, I'm, I'm still got concerned about that, though. Like, I like T. Higgins. I'm concerned, though. Like, like I, I, like, I like him. But he hasn't. I need a proven number one. I don't want any more projections. We've got projections with Mooney. We've got projections with Chase. I want somebody that I know for sure when he walks in Hallis Hall, he's the number one target. Sean, who would you like? Who's your number one lineman? Who would you go after? Offense, for the defense. Offensive we line? talking both. Yeah, offensive, offensive line. line. I. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to say who who the number one guy is. Um, you know, Orlando Brown's certainly an option. I think the Chiefs could could wind up tagging him. Uh, Mike McGlinchey uh, from the 49ers, uh, if you're looking, like, for a right tackle, if you want to – I guess, you know, you could move Braxton to the right side, but I feel like it it could be just as beneficial to, cu- to bring in a, a, a starting caliber right tackle and pay big money for that and leave Braxton on the left side and, and go ahead from there. Um, you know, I think I think a guy like him, I think a guy like Caleb McGarry uh, could be your answer there. Um, you know, I, I do think that is a position where that's one of the few positions where I feel like Ryan Poles is going to be willing to spend big money. Um, you know, I know he's got all this space, but I, I still feel like he's going to be fairly conservative in terms of, you know, I don't think this is going to be like the Patriots a few years ago where, you know, they're giving out five, six big, big contracts. Or the but, Jaguars every single year. Yeah, or the Jaguars last year. 
Um, but I think he's going to be really selective about picking the spots. And I think that those tackle spots are, are one of those. And, and certainly the defensive line is another where, where he's going to be okay with spending big money to bring in a guy, uh, you know, on a multi-year contract. And, and uh, you know, I think, I think either one of those guys, uh, McGlinchey or, or McGarry, or, or, you know, if Orlando Brown does hit free agency, certainly you're going to take a look at that. Um, you know, they need to improve that offensive line and, and they know that. I'm curious what their postseason true evaluation was of Tevin Jenkins and what they think his ceiling is. I'm curious what they like. As Sean mentioned, if Orlando Brown's available, do you do you move Braxton? I mean, I, I could see like you get Orlando Brown in a two, three year deal and then have Braxton be your backup and then Braxton can take over if he need like at some point. I don't know about moving him to the right side, but it's a we like offensive line. You could convince me they need five new starters. You really could. You can convince me they need two new starters. That they're fine with Tevin Jenkins. They're fine with Braxton Jones. They still love Lucas Patrick. There was no newcomer last year that that front office loved more than Lucas Patrick. Yeah. And we never saw him really at center all year. So where is he at? Like, where are they at with him? Do they think he could still get to where they thought? Um, it's the offensive line, I think, to me, might be the most interesting position this upcoming free agency draft because that's the position we know Ryan Polsey and Cunningham it's their expertise that's the position that's so important it's a position that's eluded the Bears forever um what do they think of these guys and, and how many new starters do they bring in didn't it kind of feel like even though Tevin Jenkins played really well there was still a lot of uncertainty like yeah. we were kind of all in that locker around the team it just felt like week to week there was still like okay, he has a bad Wednesday practice. This guy's on the bench for like two weeks or something like that. It was like the oddest thing. Um, and the whole situation was odd, coming into training camp, missing those days. I, remember I Zach, think, too? Remember when he was uh, splitting time early in the season at yeah, that right tackle or right with, guard spot? Uh, with Lucas Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Or, or Patrick Lucas, as uh, <laughs> is referred to before as well. Um yeah, no, I think they got to build in the trenches. Like, I think you look at defensive line, you look at offensive line, you solidify that. You, if, if you give out some big contracts, that's where I want it. Um, I agree with her. I think you got to find a wide receiver, number one. I don't think there's one out in free agency. Like, I look at these guys, yeah. you're going to have to get in trade. Like, you're going to have to give up some assets. Um, and then I'd, I'd sure up. I'd look to, to see, hey, you know, can we, you know, Nicholas Morrow, what do we do with David Montgomery? Guys like that, can we bring guys back? Um, that are familiar here that, that were here last last year, but I, I would build in the trenches. I would start defensive line, offensive line. I'd try to find a game record on that defensive line. And I'd try to find a legit offensive lineman. You can, you know, bank on for the next five, six years. Would you guys resign David Montgomery? Oh man. Um, it depends on the money, I guess. Um, I know, I know a lot of us like to say the money isn't like a big factor for the bears overall. Cause they have so much. Um, Man, I love David. Such a nice guy. Um, I think you could upgrade, though. I think you could upgrade, but that's going to require giving out a big contract. So, I don't know. It's hard. That's hard to answer, man. I, that's really hard. For me, it, it, I, I don't know. The, I love David Montgomery as a player. I think he's a really, really good running back. I it's To me, it's not so much about upgrading. It. Can you replicate his production? I think you absolutely can. Like, I think you can replicate his production with Khalil Herbert and Tristan Ebner if you want to, right? But he's also hitting free agency in a year where there are so many running backs hitting free agency. And so uh, for him, that's not a good thing. For the Bears, that could be a good thing because it's going to drive his price down. And so for me, 
I want David Montgomery back, but only at my price. I'm not going to overpay. I'm not going to overpay for any running back. You got to be Derrick Henry. You got to be a generational back for me to invest heavily in that position. Because again, it's not so much about the talent so much as it is the production and just the nature of the position. You can get that production even if you have a lesser individual talent. And so for me, I want him back, but only at my price. I would tell David, hey, hit the market, find out what your market is. Give us an opportunity to match your best offer if we can. If we can, we will. If we won't, thanks and good luck. But uh, I wouldn't overspend. I, I, I want him back. I like him. Wouldn't overpay for it. Yeah, the, the running back market is loaded this year in free agency. And, and yeah, that might play right into the Bears' hands. I mean, if you can get him, uh, you know, for a decent price, for, you know, three years, uh, 30 million, something like that, I, I would be okay with making that deal. I like the idea of... And maybe for both sides, like a one-year fully guaranteed $10 million, $9 million, somewhere in that range. And then if you're Montgomery, it's another prove-it year. He's still young. You know, he's got, he'll, he can hit the market next year when it's not yeah, this, like, loaded. loaded running back market. Um, and the Bears don't have to feel so committed to a running back, which, I mean, look, we all know where Ryan Poles came from. You look at the Chiefs. I think they have a different leading rusher, like leading running back, like five years right. in a row. So I'm just I'm not interested in giving in the big money, the multi-year deal. I mean, shoot, you can go find, you know, we were watching Ty J Spears, you know, the two lane running back at the senior bowl. You know, just like there are guys you could find in on day three. Unfortunately, it's just this that's just the position. That's what it is. Um, but I'm curious too, it's like how much does the locker room stuff matter to Ryan Poles and how much does like what they believe they have in him as a representative of the team. And that might carry a little weight when you have so much cap space. Like maybe you do give Gabe Montgomery more than you would normally give a running back just because you like the dude and you like what he represents. And it, it, you know, it's some goodwill in the locker room. I say that acknowledging that I always thought last year you pay Roquan. Well, also, I was always thinking you pay Roquan a little bit more because of goodwill. And clearly, <laughs> that was not the case, which I, I respect the GM for just you. You got to do what's best for you and your, your franchise. So anyways, I, I the Dave Montgomery thing is fascinating. But I, as, as you guys have said, I think the loaded running back market kind of works in the Bears' favor if, if they want to keep him. And and you could front load a contract, too, where you have all this cap space next year. And, and maybe it's a little bit easier to get out of a year from now or two years from now. Yeah, it could be a three-year deal that's really a one-year deal with some window dressing. Well, to to your point, Kevin, you know, there's value in, like, rewarding one of your own. There is. It's it's a message to the locker room. It makes guys see and believe in certain things from an organizational standpoint. So would you guys be surprised if Ryan Poles maybe sat out the first wave of free agency, maybe even most of the second wave of free agency, and opted to... Reward, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Johnson, and David Montgomery while signing some mid-tier free agents for his line. But what do you think of that scenario where he rewards his own instead of overpaying on the free market? I don't like it. I, I think it's like a bad, it. yeah. I think it's a bad, bad uh, <laughs> scenario. You got to yeah. address some of your positions of need is, is how I feel about that. And I feel like they have the space to, to do both on, on some level. So yeah, you wouldn't ideally, resign Jalen Johnson? Like you don't think he's worthy? You, you don't think Cole Komet has earned it? Like no, I think those guys, guys absolutely are okay. worthy. I think I think you have the the flexibility to be able to bring in 
some guys from the outside, a couple of high paid free agents and still extend those guys. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you go out and you, you, you get, like I said, get a game record on the defensive line, get an offensive tackle, sign Jalen Johnson, um, sign Cole Komet, sign Darnell Mooney. I think you have the flexibility to do that. Okay. I think with Jay, how, how, I think Jalen I think with Jalen Johnson I wonder if he's the type of guy we get the old Ryan Pace uh, last week of August contract yeah. extension I wonder if he's somebody they want to see one more training camp from one more you know because remember Jalen Johnson missed was it the April voluntary practices last year got off yep. to a bad yep. start with the new regime started off as a backup yep. proved himself to his credit but and and had a good year I think. You know, the, the Detroit game, he was injured, but that kind of lingers a little bit in your mind. I, I wonder if he's the type of player that they that they wait this out. Like with Komet, I think that's just easy. I think Cole Komet is, you know what he is. You know what he means to the locker room. You know what he can be at the position. He's only, what, 23? All these Jalen Johnson is too. I think Komet, you can pay and not worry about breaking the bank or anything. But Jalen Johnson, that cornerback position, that's a lot of money. And I just wonder if they they just need to see a full offseason from him. And then, you know, week Friday before the week one, then you then you pay him. It's a it's a good defensive back class, too, in the draft. Like it, it's a pretty solid class. So you could even take, you know, a defensive back day two just as an, a backup plan um, and let it play out. Because even if you sign Jalen Johnson to an extension, you still have a young rookie you can develop that, you know, can play alongside Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, and, and whatever happens with Kendall Vilder too. So, yeah, I can see that happening. They got to spend this money somewhere, right? And I think that Jalen Johnson is, is as good a place as any. I think they got that young secondary that's really, really good, and you got a while before you're going to have to pay Jaquan or you're going to have to pay Kyler. Like, go ahead and invest in that position if, to your point, Fish, if you believe that Jalen is that guy, right? Um as far as the, the the free agency, what you was talking about, Johns, they got to go get some top end dudes. Like they got to get some game changing dudes. Not, you know, I feel like I feel like you know that's where you came in with Justin Jones, or that's where you came in with Nick Morrow. You got to get dudes, like real dudes. And so I think they're gonna have to jump out and make a splash day one, day two, at, at least start to just to start to answer some of those questions, and then you can figure out okay. Where can I maybe find a, a better value to answer some of these other questions? Because now I know I got this thing solidified. What if the Bears miss out on those guys, though? Let me play devil's advocate here. Let's say they do offer Darren Payne a, a big contract, but he wants to go play. I don't know who could be a contender. The, the Rams or somebody who's who's going to make another run at this. The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the financial situations for all these teams are. I'm just throwing teams out there. But sure. The Bears are the Bears, and they're not close to winning. I think we can all agree on that. What if the Bears miss out on these guys, or they're outside their price parameters, to use a Ryan Pace phrase? Like, what would your, what would the tone of your coverage be? Like, how how would you criticize? Would you be overly critical if Ryan Poles missed on some of these guys? 
Yeah, and I, I, I would kind of lean the other way in terms of I, don't, I think the Bears are so far away from, from winning. I don't think they are. I think that a good offseason, they could find themselves in the playoffs this year. I don't think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender, but I think they could be year two, year three from now. You know what I mean? I think this year they could legitimately compete for a playoff spot if they if they hit this offseason right. And I think that's what you're selling to these guys. That's what you want to bring in. And so you want to take a stab at those guys, those high-end guys, if it's a Deron Payne or whoever it is, cool, go offer him. If he chooses to go somewhere else, now I'm not saying just go be stupid with your money, right? If you don't, if you can't get the high end guys, it doesn't mean give the tier two guys the tier one money. Like, no, nah, now you got to figure out some more valuable ways to go about spending your money. But uh, certainly take a stab at those top end guys and and make a competitive offer that says, hey, we are ready to take that next step. We've got these things in place. We've got this young quarterback. We've got this. We got that. We got this money. We got this draft pick. We're gonna do these things. And I think that you could sell some guys on on one to play football for the Chicago Bears so uh I would do that first if that doesn't hit then yeah you gotta go back to the drawing board because I, I wouldn't overpay for you know second tier guys look I, I think we, we joked about the Jaguars earlier right every year like top free agents go to the Jaguars like it should be that hard for the Bears yeah you, you know, can all, throw money at the problem right all due respect to yeah. Jacksonville now they're good you know now they're a legitimate team but like it's just so funny to me that like every year you see these big and, and Detroit. There are years that Detroit is quote unquote one free agency. Like so, I, yeah. you know the 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 reality is the best free agents don't hit free agency because those guys yeah. get tagged, those guys get resigned. So you're not you know you're getting some good players but not great players. Um, and, and you you kind of the Bears play. I'll I'll also throw in this too is. I don't want to overstate it, but I do think there's a little something to the way that NFL players admire Justin Fields. And I talked earlier, I don't think that NFL like scouts and GMs necessarily think of him in that high regard yet. But I think that we've all seen and we've all talked to and we've all heard players are on the Justin Fields bandwagon. And I, and I do think that there could be something to be said about these guys wanting to play with Fields, and that that could that could help the Bears. Um, and uh, I don't know, show them some uh, pictures of Arlington Heights. <laughs> yeah, don't show them the weather outside today. Uh, yeah. Don't 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 use that as a selling point. It always burns I, the Bears. If you're doing a free agency visit mid March, it could be yeah. uh, snowing yeah, or it that's could hit be or miss. Yeah. It is, you just don't know. But Kev, yeah. to your point, like Jeff Joniak was on the show on on Tuesday. Like players know first, they do right. Oh. The, they, they always say it. The locker room knows first, and, and in this case, it's the Bears' locker room, it's the Eagles' locker room, it's the Dolphins' locker room. These players were going out of their way to praise Justin Fields. That's meaningful. That that carries weight. I, I like the idea. Like I, I truly believe that players know first, and I like the idea of Justin Fields being the Bears' strongest selling point in free agency, especially for those defensive players. They know how, how hard he is to stop. They've been on yeah. the grass with that dude. You sit on, you on the grass with that dude, you can see how different he is. You can feel his speed. I mean, we get a pretty good view of it every day, but to be on the field and feel that speed, but also to feel – how thick and how solid he is when you actually do get your hands on him, he's still able to whip you off of him. And so those types of things, those, those guys know that on the field. And they're like, that's, that's intriguing. I could, I could, I could get with that for, for a few years and, and, and make something. Don't the Eagles have a big name free agent defensive tackle as well. Didn't Justin yeah. Fields kind of run all over them 
a little bit. Javon Hargrave, anybody? I actually yeah, put, he sure put, did. put him number one uh, amongst defensive tackles. All right, last topic for you guys. It just came up briefly, um, and it's, it was a big topic yesterday. Arlington Heights, the Bears have closed on that property. Just your, your, your general thoughts about this seriously coming to fruition, major step here. There's a lot of work to be done. But what do you think is next, and what do you think about the Bears' movements to Arlington Heights now that this looks like a real possibility? Well, I thought it was interesting that their open letter sort of dangled that, that continued to dangle that, that aspect that, oh, this still might not happen. You know, we still have a lot of, a lot of work to do. We're going to need some help. And, and they like to point out that they're not going to ask for public funds for the stadium itself. But uh, this is obviously a, a really multifaceted project that's going to, you know, they're going to need help in some some way, shape or form with with uh, infrastructure and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're moving in the right direction. Uh, they certainly want this to happen. Um, but, you know, the if you re- read between the lines a little bit, I still feel like they're 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 kind of hinting at the fact that they're going to want some help on this. Is this the uh, like I don't know if this is the perfect analogy to the homeowners here, but um, is this like saying we'll handle the down payment? You guys just have to pay the mortgage for the next thirty yeah, just, years. Yeah. Just do the rest of it. That's yeah. all. Take care of the rest of it. Yeah. 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 So no, I, yeah. it was. It's about time. I mean, we all saw it coming too, right? Like, I mean, it was the worst kept secret. Yeah. Like, it's about time they're going to get a state of the art stadium. Um, they're going to have one of these stadiums that you can put on display. You can host, you know, NCAA tournament games, a Super Bowl, um, you know, big events. Um, that you really couldn't host at, at, at Soldier Field. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, obviously, like Sean said, they keep dangling out the, you know, we're still in the process and all this. But, I mean, it's, it's just kind of about time. I mean, you guys have all seen the these crazy stadiums and been to these crazy stadiums across the NFL. It's like it is. We deserve that. Yeah. We I deserve mean, the, to work there, Zach. Yeah, the, the <laughs> difference between those stadiums and Soldier Field is just like mind mind-blowing to me. It's It's crazy. Every single one of them, every single stadium we've been to is like, yep, this is better. This is better too. Yeah. Oh, this is better. I remember going to, I remember going to Cleveland last year. I was like, Cleveland won't be better. It was. I mean, even Lambeau like, Field was it's yeah, old everything, everything. Yeah. And it, but it, it's it's also everything they've got going on around it. Like what they've done just around Lambeau is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, changing the media parking lot, notwithstanding, that was terrible. But um. Uh, everything else they've done around it is just is really really nice, and I think that the Chicago Bears fans they deserve that. I think their beat writers deserve that. It's going to be a cool thing. I think that we've seen that. I thought for a while they were just kind of doing the same thing they're doing with the number one pick, just kind of selling it and using it to drive up the price for for the city of Chicago to go ahead and pony up. I felt that way even at Kevin Warren's introductory press conference, and so they was you know we're we're solely focused on this. I'm like man, they are landing on thick for for Lori Lightfoot in the city to go ahead and pony up. But now they go ahead and actually put the money down and close this deal. I don't think you go buy that land just as an investment to, I don't know, sell it later to somebody else. Maybe. I mean, they own it now, so you can do whatever. But I think they, they're going to go ahead and do it. And I think 
good. I think it'll be fine. Everybody's like, oh, it's terrible. The Bears belong on the lakefront. Nobody's going to go. Everybody's going to go. It's going to sell out every single week. People are going to drive to Arlington Heights. You're going to forget about it. The Dallas Cowboys playing Arlington. The New York Giants playing a whole other state. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like, you know what I mean? So it'll it'll be fine, especially once they see that state-of-the-art stadium that gets built out there. I think it's going to be phenomenal. And uh, I look forward to it. Guys, thank you so much. We have Zach Pearson from the Bear Report, Herb Howard from the Bigs Media, Sean Hammond from Shaw Media. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks Great for stuff, having us. Absolute pleasure. Fun. Thanks for having Thanks. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't do the, like the David Kaplan goodbye. I don't even know what to say there. I, was, I, I had to wrap it up, but you know the the, the, the cap take that. Take, take that. that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, see you guys in Indianapolis in a couple. Weeks. Yes, let's go have That'll some fun. Indeed. Indeed. Let's go have some fun. Thank you, fellas. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of the Hogan Johns Podcast is presented by the incredible Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection. They have mattresses designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. My kids have them. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in just under two minutes. Then your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. You should see it come out of the box. It's pretty cool. Helix knows there's no better way to test out your new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they have a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique. Helix knows that. Everybody sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. They have models with memory foam layers to provide pressure relief if you sleep on your side, and others that cradle your body for support in stomach and back sleeping positions. They also have enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz and I was matched with the Midnight Lux mattress because I wanted something that felt just right because I tossed and turned all night long. Helix helped stop that. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. It is even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Adam and use code HELIXPARTNER20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Go to helixsleep.com slash Adam. Use code HELIXPARTNER20. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10 
$10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Fish, fantastic stuff from the guys. It's good media room. I, I, I got to be honest. It's been, uh, we've seen, we've, seen uh, we've, we've seen a lot of people come and go from that media room. Um, you know, we, we do miss some dear friends, but... I truly believe that's a it's a good group we have right now in that uh, Alice Hall medium. Yeah, good crew, and I probably should have said this when those guys were on there. Hopefully, they listen. But um, Herb Howard, if you guys listen to press conferences, you know he brings it. It's great questions. I call him Eagle-eyed Herb because he sees things during games that nobody else sees. Um, Sean Hammond does a phenomenal job with. He does a it's called Bear Down Nerd Up during the week. He gets into the numbers. He does great features. And especially draft time, Zach Pearson's he's got you covered. He he he's really good with with the draft stuff and good all year. So, um, yeah, everybody who listens should follow those guys. They do good work. Um, it's a fun media room, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I think we could all agree. It's just the the four of us combined, huge upgrade over Hogue. That's <laughs> well, I would say it's easy, but we say with all due respect. All due respect from Hogue, who's it's Adam Hogue, who's Wisconsin Badgers lost to Northwestern last Ooh, week. But take anyways. that! There's there's a take that Hoagie. Take that Hoagie cat. Fish, good stuff. A lot of stuff to get through there. Indianapolis is next, man. Combine, yep. combine. No, we got another week. Forget that. Another week. Getting ahead of myself. Another week of franchise tag weeks up. next week. It is big yeah. week. Big week. Big week. Big week. Um. I, I would not. I, I still have this lingering thought. I'll leave this with everybody. I would not be surprised if Ryan Poles doesn't spend a lot of money in free agency, or not to the the extent that everybody thinks he will. I, I'm just yeah, captivated I, uh, with that thought right now. I I, I I think it's a good thought. I think um, I've seen some, you know, potential Bears free agent class, and it's like five guys making 15 million a year I don't I don't see it I think that there could be one or two but um, no he's he's I expect him to be very calculated about what he does uh, in the middle of March he's already delivered that message last month he did bet you he does it again at the combine fish good stuff check out our stuff on theathletic.com we got a mock draft coming next week everybody everybody loves a good mock draft ours is out next week I got my Bears big board of 21 players up on theathletic.com right now. Check out Hogue's stuff on allchgo.com.com. And please check out Zach's stuff, Herb's stuff, Sean's stuff. Search them out on, on Twitter. Follow them. They're fantastic dudes. They have fantastic coverage of the Bears as well. Kev, that's it. Go Cats. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Um,